Welcome to Misty 101 podcast. We hope that you enjoy this episode of our podcast. Carrie Johnson held second law-breaking party in number 10 flat. Previously unseen messages suggest the Prime Minister's wife held a second party in the Downing Street flat, it has been claimed. Cabinet Secretary Simon Case has been sent a letter unveiling the messages, which suggest that Carrie Johnson organised the law-breaking event in No. 10, according to The Times. The paper says that communication on 19 June, 2020, show that she was in the flat with several friends on the evening of Boris Johnson's 56th birthday and that the PM went up to the flat. At the time, indoor events of two or more people indoors were banned, except for work purposes. The event would also have occurred just a few hours after Mr Johnson came to a gathering organised for his birthday in the cabinet room for his birthday an event for which he his wife and Rishi Sunak were fined by police. The latest revelations come after the publication of the Sue Gray report earlier this week, which reeled off details of lockdown breaching events inside Number 10 after the Metropolitan Police made it the most fined address in the UK. It is the second time that the Prime Minister's wife is said to have attended a Covid rule-breaking event in the flat. The other gathering the so-called ABBA party on 13 November, 2020, but neither the Grey Report or the Met's investigation led to serious repercussions. A spokeswoman for Carrie Johnson told The Times, Sue Grey was aware of these exchanges as part of her exhaustive inquiry into alleged breaches. Staff were given ample opportunity to present evidence including these messages and all relevant information was passed to the Metropolitan Police for investigation. The lunchtime gathering in the Cabinet Room on 19 June 2020 was subsequently found to be in breach and a fixed penalty notice was issued to Mrs Johnson among others for which she apologised unreservedly and promptly paid the fine. Mr Case is said to have been told that at 6.15pm, an aide contacted Mrs Johnson to explain that her husband was heading to the flat. She replied that she was already in the flat and with an unspecified number of male friends. The Grey Inquiry team and an aide who flagged the messages to Mr Case dispute the reasons that the event did not appear in the senior civil servant's report. It comes as increasing numbers of Tory MPs continue to call for the PM to resign over the rule-breaking in Downing Street. If 54 send a letter of no confidence to the backbench 1922 committee, a vote of confidence will be held in his leadership. Metro.co.uk has contacted No 10 for comment but a spokesperson did not deny that a gathering had taken place or that the PM attended when contacted by the Times. UK warned of summer beer shortage as workers at world's largest brewery to strike. Brits have been warned that they could face a beer shortage as hundreds of staff at the world's largest brewery are set to go on strike. Workers at the Budweiser Brewing Group's Lancashire site are walking out over a real terms pay cut which could result in a lager drought across the UK. A strike could see the company facing a shortage of popular beverages such as Budweiser, Bex, Stella Artois and Boddington's.
In total, 225 union members working at the site, which is located in Sam Lesbury, near Preston, on a series of dates in June as the GMB union announced employees will strike over the cuts. It will be the first time industrial action has taken place in its 50-year history. Read more, police statement as busy street cordoned off. Stephen Bowden, GMB organizer, said, The last thing these workers want to do is jeopardize beer supplies just as the hot weather kicks in. But they've been pushed into this by bosses essentially slashing their wages during a cost-of-living crisis. Do they really accept loyal workers to swallow a real terms pay cut? Anyone fancying a pint Budweiser, Stella Artois, Beck's, Boddington's or Export Pale Ale Strike could go thirsty this summer. But it's not too late for bosses to listen to workers and offer a fair deal. The union stated that months of discussions had taken place with the brewer tabling a full and final offer of 3% increase for 2022 and 3% for 2023 with increases in overtime rates. However, GMB stated that the cost of living crises and inflation at 11.1% means that the offer amounts to a massive pay cut in real terms. The owner of Budweiser AB InBev has stayed silent throughout the ordeal and has not yet commented on how this will affect availability of the beers over summer. The move also follows union members who started an overtime ban in May last year. Speaking at the time, Mr. Bowden said, This industrial action is a result of Budweiser Brewing Group's management making a frankly insulting pay offer. They are choosing to ignore workers and put profit before people with this derisory pay offer. A spokesperson from Budweiser Brewing Group previously said that the company was offering a competitive package in the 90th percentile for total compensation, with benefits that include private medical cover and bonuses. The spokesperson added, We've made significant investments in Sam Lesbury, which have resulted in further innovation and automation additional skills development, promotions and many new job opportunities. Over recent years we have increased our headcount by over 65. H&T pawnbroker customers could be line for £2 million payout. Pawnbroker H&T is set to refund more than £2 million to customers who were unable to repay their loans. The news comes after an investigation by the company found that 1 in 10 loans should never have been given in the first place, and the people who were granted them will be given compensation. H&T, which has nine shops in the northeast, including Granger Street, Clayton Street and West Road in Newcastle and Blandford Street in Sunderland, looked into a series of loans given between April. 2014 and October 2019 and found 9,800 loans to 8,000 customers that should have been refused. Read more, Bright House customers look set to get nothing after firm collapsed into administration. The company has been looking into these loans since 2019. It has now been given permission by the Financial Conduct Authority, FCA to move ahead with a compensation scheme for customers.
H&T will pay £1.6 million directly to customers, and a further half a million will be available to adjust the balance of their outstanding loans. On average, each customer will get £264, H&T said. These missold loans make up about 11.5% of the total, unsecured, high-cost, short-term, HCST, loans the business made during the period. We are pleased that the review is now concluded and that the majority of HCST loans granted by H&T are considered to have been lent responsibly said Chief Executive Chris Gillespie. The board of H&T is very aware of the concerns and uncertainty that this review has caused for all stakeholders. H&T is committed to providing services which maintain the highest standards of customer care and regulatory compliance and we have cooperated fully and constructively with the FCA throughout this review. High-cost, short-term, unsecured lending no longer forms part of the group's product offering. If you are due money back, you should be contacted directly by H&T, who will outline the next steps of how to apply for your refund, and the company has pledged to complete the redress program as quickly as possible so as not to prolong the uncertainty further, according to Mr. Gillespie. How much you get back will depend on how much you borrowed and for how long. You'll likely need to show evidence that you couldn't afford your loan, so if you think you might be due money back, you should start gathering evidence of your repayments. Vladimir Putin could be dead with body double being used. British intelligence chiefs haven't ruled out the possibility that Vladimir Putin may already be dead. Me6 bosses say the Russian president has been seriously ill, it's widely believed he has cancer, and that if he had died, it would be kept quiet to keep power for as long as possible. A source also told the Daily Star Sunday that the warmongers' recent media appearances were likely to have been pre-recorded. It's also been suggested that a body double may have been used at public events, like the Moscow Victory Day parade earlier this month. One intelligence source said, Putin is very ill and when he dies his death will be kept secret for weeks, if not months. There is also the possibility that he is already dead. It's impossible to know. It is believed that Putin has employed body doubles in the past when he has been unwell and the Kremlin could be doing so now. Putin is the head of a small group of senior officials who are completely loyal to him. The real fear, for his cronies, is that once his death is announced there could be a Kremlin coup and Russian generals will want to withdraw from Ukraine. Putin's death will leave them powerless and vulnerable so they have a vested interest in saying that Putin is alive when the reverse could be true. The 69-year-old's health has visibly deteriorated in recent months. He has appeared to have mobility issues and facial bloating, with some believing he could have blood cancer. Two weeks ago, a Russian oligarch with close links to the Kremlin said Putin is very ill with blood cancer and had surgery before invading Ukraine. Ukraine's head of military intelligence Major General Kirill Budanov also claimed Putin is seriously ill with cancer. Russia dumps bodies in supermarket to try and restart Maripol water supply.
Russian soldiers have dumped the bodies of dozens of Ukrainian civilians in a supermarket in Mariupol and left them to rot. The corpses were washed above ground by Russia's attempts to restore running water to the ruined city, according to an advisor to the mayor. Photographs from the Shkriikum supermarket, which are too graphic to publish, show decomposing and discolored bodies in civilian clothes littered across the floor. Petro Andriushkenko, the Mariupol mayor's advisor, said that so many bodies were being washed out of the ground Russia was unable to bury them. The Russians are bringing the bodies of the dead here, in the supermarket, bodies which were washed out of graves and partially exhumed in an attempt to restore water supply Mr Andriushkenko said on his Telegram channel. They are just dumping them like garbage. He claimed that Russia had launched a campaign to recruit grave diggers and pathologists. There is a catastrophic shortage of people to bury the corpses and of power for even makeshift mortuaries, he said. To such an extent that a separate recruitment campaign for pathologists has been launched in Moscow. From the end of February, Russia pounded the city of Mariupol into the ground, killing thousands of civilians. Before the war Mariupol had a population of around 500,000 people and was famed for its relaxed vibe and beaches along the Sea of Azov. Now it has become a byword for Russian military destruction, alongside Grozny and Aleppo. Even so, the Kremlin has showcased its capture of Mariupol as a major victory, hosting May Day parades and talking it up as a strategic success. Western officials have instead said that the Russian bombing of Mariupol is a war crime and that as many as 22,000 civilians were killed. Many of these dead civilians were hastily buried in shallow graves by friends, neighbors and volunteers before the Russians captured the city. It is these bodies that Mr. Andriushkenko said were now being washed out of the ground. Aliens could be common on planets orbiting stars similar to our sun. New study says. Nearly half of such stars come in pairs, known as binary systems. Their combined energy extends the habitable region further away, making it larger. They heat each other's worlds, as well as their own, meaning they have a greater chance of being orbited by one that has liquid water. The project leader, Professor Jays Christian Jorgensen, of the University of Copenhagen in Denmark, said, the result is exciting since the search for extraterrestrial life will be equipped with several new, extremely powerful instruments within the coming years. This enhances the significance of understanding how planets are formed around different types of stars. Such results may pinpoint places which would be especially interesting to probe for the existence of life. The discovery is based on observations, made by the ALMA telescopes in Chile, of a young binary star about 1,000 light-years from Earth. Named NGC 1,333 Iris 2 it is surrounded by a disk of gas and dust. The international team created computer simulations of the star, going backwards and forwards in time. Co-author Dr. Rajika Kurawita also from Copenhagen University, said, the observations allow us to zoom in on the stars and study how dust and gas move towards the disk. 
the simulations will tell us which physics are at play, and how the stars have evolved up till the snapshot we observe, and their future evolution. Notably, the movement of gas and dust does not follow a continuous pattern. For relatively short spells over thousands of years, it becomes very strong. The binary star becomes up to a hundred times brighter until it returns to its usual state. Presumably, the cyclic pattern can be explained by duality. The two stars encircle each other. At given intervals, their joint gravity will affect the surrounding disk in a way that causes huge amounts of material to fall towards the star. Dr. Kurowita said, the falling material will trigger a significant heating. The heat will make the star much brighter than usual. These bursts will tear the gas and dust disk apart. While the disk will build up again, the bursts may still influence the structure of the later planetary system. The stellar system, described in nature, is still too young for planets to have formed. Professor Jorgensen said, comets are likely to play a key role in creating possibilities for life to evolve. Comets often have a high content of ice, with presence of organic molecules. It can well be imagined that the organic molecules are preserved in comets during epochs where a planet is barren and that later comet impacts will introduce the molecules to the planet's surface. The heating caused by the bursts will trigger evaporation of dust grains and the ice surrounding them. This may alter the chemical composition of the material from which planets are formed. The wavelengths covered by ALMA allow us to see quite complex organic molecules, so molecules with 9 to 12 atoms and containing carbon. Such molecules can be building blocks for more complex molecules, which are key to life as we know it. For example, amino acids, which have been found in comets. ALMA, Atacama Large Millimeter Forward Slash Submillimeter Array, has 66 telescopes operating in coordination. This allows for much better resolution than could have been obtained by a single telescope. The new James Webb Space Telescope, JWST, launched last Christmas will soon join in the search for extraterrestrial life. By the end of the decade it will be complemented by the ELT, European Large Telescope, and the extremely powerful SCAR, Square Kilometer Array. The ELT, with its 39-meter mirror, will be the biggest optical telescope in the world and will observe the atmospheric conditions of exoplanets outside the solar system. SCAR will consist of thousands of telescopes working in coordination in South Africa and Australia, and will have longer wavelengths than ALMA. Professor Jorgensen said, the SCAR will allow for observing large organic molecules directly. The James Webb Space Telescope operates in the infrared which is especially well suited for observing molecules in ice. Finally, we continue to have ALMA, which is especially well suited for observing molecules in gas form. Combining the different sources will provide a wealth of exciting results. World's oldest man celebrates birthday in Venezuela. Friends and family attended a birthday mass celebrated to commemorate Perez Mora's life. After blowing out the candles, 
the party continued outside the church. Perez Mora, who enjoys good health and a cup of strong a guardian liquor every day, has 41 grandchildren, 18 great-grandchildren, and 12 great-great-grandchildren, Guinness said in a press release. Perez Mora became the world's oldest person after Saturnino de la Fuente Garcia, who was born on the 11th of February 1909 in Spain, died in January at age 112 years and 341 days old. Israeli PM Bennett says Iranian immunity is over. Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett said on Sunday Iran would not go unpunished for instigating attacks through its proxies speaking a week after the assassination in Tehran of a Revolutionary Guards colonel that has been blamed on Israel. Hassan Syed Khoudai, accused by Israel of plotting attacks against its citizens worldwide, was shot dead at the wheel of his car by two people on a motorcycle. The tactic echoed previous killings in Iran that focused on nuclear scientists and were widely pinned on Mossad. Iran's semi-official ISNA news agency said members of an Israeli intelligence service network had been discovered and arrested by the guards immediately after the Tehran shooting. Bennett's office, which oversees intelligence agency Mossad, has declined to comment on the assassination. However, in broadcast remarks to his ministers on Sunday, Bennett accused Iran of repeatedly targeting Israeli interests. For decades, the Iranian regime has practiced terrorism against Israel and the region by means of proxies, emissaries, but the head of the octopus, Iran itself, has enjoyed immunity Bennett said. As we have said before, the era of the Iranian regime's immunity is over. Those who finance terrorists, those who arm terrorists and those who send terrorists will pay the full price he added. Iran has promised to retaliate for Khudai's death and pointed the finger at Israel. We hope that you have enjoyed our podcast. We thank you for your support. We hope to see you again next time.